people are going to laugh at you and they'll say, no, you're just a small little plumber. And that's okay because they only say that because they are acting as a mirror for themselves. They're limiting themselves. They're saying, I am this and I can't evolve, so neither can you. They are setting their own limits. average CEO reads 60 books per year, and many attribute their success to this habit of constant learning. This is the difference between those who actualize and those who fail. This automization of their learning, this 1% better every day. On the MentorBox podcast, we're making it easy for you to build and maintain that same habit, the same type of constant lifelong learning as those CEOs, simply by listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen and tune in for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and every Friday. And if you want to dig deeper into what our incredible guests teach, make sure to go to mentorbox.com and become a member today. Hello and welcome to this edition of MentorBox. I'm your host, Jonathan Kendall, and today we'll be talking about the completely benign, absolutely uncontroversial, easy-peasy concept philosophy theory that is evolution. No sweat, right? Well, I'll tell you what. Honestly, although the debate of where we come from and how we are here is absolutely 100% of my alley, and I love that conversation and its deep-thinking cousins, I'll leave that particular definition of evolution for when I meet you in person over a glass of wine. How does that sound? Good? Good. So for today, what I want to discuss then is evolution not as an origin story, nor as an answer to why we're here. Instead, let us answer the question, who are we? Or more importantly, who are you? And as usual, there are two sides to the proverbial coin. On the one hand, there are personality tests and IQ tests. Are you agreeable or skeptical? Are you aggressive or passive? Are you kinesthetically intelligent or are you a killer at calculus? How quickly can you learn new skills? Are you a public speaker or a note taker? I mean, let's get serious. Just ask yourself this question right off and I bet you have a quick answer. Tell me about yourself. What are you like? For me, I would say something like, I like running, reading, learning in general. I'm obsessed with travel. I make it a conscious point to see my family every year. I like brownie Sundays, to which a Carl Jung or Alan Watts type would ask again, yeah, but who are you? Then I'd nod and smile and say, yeah, yeah, okay, but how about a little deeper, eh? Well, I'm originally from Michigan, grew up in Ohio, half Mexican, half Appalachian, to which they'd say, no, not where are you from, who are you? And on and on the story goes, turtles all the way down. The truth is that who we are is complicated. Everything I said about myself earlier, they are not untruths, but they're not whole truths either. Vonnegut says that we're all really just balls of energy at our core. And maybe a physicist would agree. But does that really help us? No. So what does help us is this. Acknowledging that there are uncontrollable aspects of our being, yes. 
but there are also controllable traits and behaviors. The fact that I am brown and am from Michigan, the fact that I'm six feet tall exactly, this is what it is. But it's important to distinguish between such biological realities and their in the real world consequences. Because let me tell you this straight off, evolution of self is not only possible, it is required. Have you ever heard the mantra, if you're not growing, you're dying? This is tattooable, absolute truth, no way around it. Stagnation is death. But, so I implore you, if you learn one thing from today's lesson, be it this, you are a construct of your decisions. Yes, your hair is curly or straight. Yes, your childhood was your childhood. You were born rich or poor. Yes, your IQ is sort of what it is, although even that is controversial. Your skin color, your skin color, nationality, etc. And if you choose to self-identify with these traits, that's fine. Be proud of the fact that you're short and scrappy. Be proud of your heritage. But do not, and I mean do not convince yourself that self-identification is not a choice. Because it is. Most of the time when you say, I am, you are making a choice. It's all a choice. Everything, my friends, is a choice. Which is a little scary because if you strip away the fact that I'm good at math and bad at drawing, if you strip away my love for chocolate, if you strip away the fact that I am skinny or overweight, if you strip away the fact that I'm rich or poor, where are we left? Who are we? Reminds me of Walt Whitman. I sound my barbaric yawp over the roofs of the world. Who am I? We shout. And most of the time, we're not sure. Without an anchor of self, we're lost. And I acknowledge that that is scary. But it's also kind of fun, isn't it? Like a video game. You start out a small, little, insignificant Mario, running and jumping in one direction, back and forth until finally you reach a point where you are three times as big and can manifest fire or ice balls from your core while flying in three dimensions using star power to be absolutely invincible to everything. This is evolution of self. This is exciting. This is a glorious possible future. Imagine what would have happened if Mario would have answered the question, who are you, with I'm a short plumber who can only go forwards or backwards and jump on things for the rest of his life. Would the world be better or worse? Worse. Obviously worse. This too is exactly what's happening in your life. This is exactly what you are saying when you say a limiting version of X, Y, or Z. Instead, you need to say that you are a flying, invincible creature that can shoot fireballs from your core. And yeah, people are going to laugh at you and they'll say, no, you're just a small little plumber. And that's okay. Because they only say that because they are acting as a mirror for themselves. They're limiting themselves. They're saying, I am this and I can't evolve, so neither can you. They are setting their own limits. But no matter. Because you'll know. You'll know that soon you'll fly. If only you keep trudging along, if only you keep finding the next flower, you'll eventually become who you want to be. Ironically, the word I want to use here is creationism. Maybe there's a link between the two, evolution and creationism, eh? No matter, the point is this, how you create yourself is not 
to snap your fingers as a god, but rather to imagine the ideal version of yourself and then draw the line of that person's reality back to today and then act in accordance with that eventual reality. Draw the line. There is where I want to be and then here is where I am now. Okay, say to yourself, so what next? And usually the answer to that question, if you're being objective, is quite obvious. Sometimes it's not. And that's where a mentor comes into play. But in general, you pretty much know. You know that if you want to have freedom to travel ethically, if you want to move the needle of humanity, if you want to matter, if you want to do something worthy of your gift of consciousness, then you'll necessarily have to ever evolve. Because guess what? You're not there yet. Not even close. Which is okay. In fact, I'll give you a secret. You'll never be there. It's always a perpetual journey. To quote Uncle Walt Whitman, that is, he writes it like this. Not I, nor anyone else, can travel that road for you. You must travel it by yourself. It is not far. It is within reach. Perhaps you have been on it since you were born and did not know. Perhaps it is everywhere, on water and land. I exist as I am. That is enough. I tramp a perpetual journey. Which, again, is exciting because it means that you'll always have something else to strive for. You'll always have more good to give the world. You'll always have another needle to move. But, and this is a big but, it can also sometimes feel overwhelming. So overwhelming that your fight or flight kicks in and you think, oh no, so much to do, what to do next? And that overwhelmingness often begets inaction, the fallacy of choice, a grand awe, kneeling at the feet of the magnificence of what could someday be. I get chills just thinking about it. So I admittedly feel for you and acknowledge your confusion. I know that it's sometimes easier to, well, take the easier route. Wouldn't it be better if we had smaller goals? Wouldn't it feel, you know, less exhausting? Yes, absolutely. But again, who are you? Why were you granted access to consciousness? To experience without pain, to minimize difficulty, to survive until you die? No, I don't think that's the truth. In fact, if you're still with me, you already passed the test. You've already fought through the filter. So here you are, ready, able, and motivated. The only thing now left is action. And this action, this meta action, which underscores every other action you'll take in your life, the engine that runs you getting from where you are to where you theoretically want to be, that powerful you, this engine is evolution. And in order to build that engine, you must destroy your ego. You must stop self-identifying with your small Mario. You must manifest your own flying, larger, more powerful Mario by creating your own rules and ignoring the rest. And here they are, by the way, the rules. Love your neighbor. Be kind to everyone. Work hard. Matter to the world. 
push yourself beyond your comfort zone. Always do your best. Know that you do not yet know. And finally, forgive yourself when you falter. And I'll say that last one again. Forgive yourself when you falter. Most people don't realize that evolution requires forgiveness, but it does. It demands it, in fact, because to evolve, you must necessarily make mistakes. You must necessarily slay difficult dragons who will breathe fire into your face. You must necessarily slay difficult dragons who will breathe fire into your face. You must necessarily humble yourself against someone who knows better. You must necessarily conquer the doubting demons of your mind. Just stay home today. Don't wake up early. Take the easy way out, they'll say. And damn, those demons are convincing. (laughs) They'll knock you on your ass. Their external and internal gravities will pull you down and down and down and down and down. You'll be kind. You'll try to work hard. You'll attempt to matter. You'll tell yourself that fear is a good thing. You'll do well to ask for advice. And then, and then, and I guarantee that this will happen, you will fail. You will falter. You will fall. You will trip over yourself and will actually in real life do the wrong thing. Maybe even a few times a day, you will do the wrong thing. You're generally moving in the right direction, sure, but also no, you'll fail. So then, what do you do? You pull out your magic ace in the hole called forgiveness of self and move on to the next. Forward, onward. Upward, a never-ending value-oriented progression forever and ever until you fall again and forgive yourself again until you fall again, then up again, then forgiveness, fall, back up, forgive. And on and on the story goes. The world is spinning around you, though no matter, you have your sword and you have your shield. Your sword, a value system to guide you, a way of acting to move forward, and a shield too, all the while, forgiveness of self, a north star to guide you for when you're off track. And in combination, you have evolution. Evolution, a never-ending cycle of almost spiritual, capital B, becoming. A self-drawn map, a personalized, specialized, foolproof plot to guide you from who you are to who you will now guaranteed soon be. All the I am's of your past gone. You now a phoenix rising up from its ashes ready to fly. Happy evolving my friends. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the MentorBox podcast. If you want to learn more about what our authors as well as all of our authors teach, make sure to sign up at MentorBox.com. And if you like the MentorBox podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts. 
as that helps us get discovered by more people who will enjoy and be helped by what we do over here at MentorBox. Also, if you think of anyone who would enjoy or be helped by what we do here at MentorBox, be sure to let them know. We do what we do at MentorBox to try to make the world a better place through the incredible education our authors bring. And we can only do that through your help. So please help us spread the word. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next MentorBox podcast.